The dream to start a podcast started while our babies were in the NICU and Taylor and I were drinking some White Claws on a Thursday night after hours at the NICU. The stories of two microponies who took different paths through the NICU and two mamas who literally ran on cold brews and White Claws. We'll share our stories in hopes to inspire and educate parents, grandparents, and friends about the NICU and beyond. I am Macy Petting, along with Taylor Hoskins, and this is the Real Mamas of the NICU podcast. Let's talk about our birth story again for, for everyone Round two. at home. Macy didn't push record the first time. <laughs> and it I happens. will say it was a bomb episode. So hopefully round two is too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pressure's on now, I feel like. Well, we had a practice, even though it was like a month ago. We had a yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I just heard Noah's oxygen go on. So that's good. Do you need to go check? No. Okay. I heard Dave turn it on. She was oh, okay. probably not standing well. Anyway. Okay. Here we go. Taylor, do you want to tell us a little bit Macy. about... Macy. <laughs> do you want to tell us about Liam's birth story? I would just love nothing more. Okay. I would well, absolutely I think, love to. Do you want to like start with talking about how um, little Liam came to be? <laughs> Well, Liam was a great surprise by all and many, um, being our first baby, uh, not planned, which is okay. Um, our love story is a little not in order. So, uh, we are not married. Um, we've been together for four years. Well, it'll be four years in January. Um, and Liam surprised us. So, that that was a great little when did we find out end of summer um it was a great little surprise we had just gotten a puppy we were super pumped about that and then found out i was pregnant about mm, two weeks after so (laughs) must have been really 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 happy about that puppy (laughs) (laughs) uh we were it kind of was like whoa we're we're taking care of a baby puppy that we're like, this is so much. And then we found that out and we're like, Oh, we're, we're about to get a rude awakening, mm-hmm. but how was your pregnancy? Good. Like overall up until <clears throat> that. Happened. So my, yeah, my pregnancy was, I mean, I thought everything was great. I had no, um, complications, you know, my OB, reassured me everything was good. Every appointment, um, I felt pretty good. Um, I think I only had one little bump in the very beginning of my pregnancy, but nothing that like alarmed anybody. So overall it was really good until like the week leading up to having Liam, I would say. And like, what, what do you, what happened? Like, how'd you find out things were not right? Oh, Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, you're good. So Early on, I that little bump I kind of talked about. Um, I can't remember, and maybe you can refresh my memory. What, what, how many weeks or how far along are you usually before you first have your first ultrasound? Is it 12 weeks? Um, I'm not normal, so I, I'm I can't, not. <laughs> I, can't that far. I was a so, high risk pregnancy, so I was yeah. always like really early. 
Okay. But yeah, I feel like it is it like eight, eight, ten? I don't. God, I, I no think idea. I think it's like twelve or thirteen. Correct me if I'm okay. wrong out there, mom. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, but so they had wanted me to come in at twelve weeks, get my first ultrasound, make sure everything was good. Um, but I was maybe like two or three weeks out from that, and I started spotting and bleeding. Um, and obviously first time mom, Google was not my friend for that scared me, called them. I went in and so I had an ultrasound early on, but they reassured me everything was fine. That's normal, blah, 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 you know? So I felt fine with that. Um, and then fast forward to, well, I think I was 25 weeks at that time I had noticed heavy bleeding and spotting and severe cramps. Mm. Um, yeah. And that week before having him, it was like in and out of the emergency room, like five times until they finally, thank goodness, transferred me to the university of Iowa, uh, which was awesome. And as you know, it's like a level four NICU, like the best of the best. So I felt super scared, but like fortunate that I was going to be there. So what, so did, were they saying you were just having like a subchorionic hemorrhage or like a, like a blood clot? Like what was the, so that was the, the crazy thing. Like I really didn't find that out until like a month into Liam being born. Um, they just kind of kept telling me they weren't sure what happened. Um, they thought it was a placenta abruption at first, you know, I was hearing some other words I can't even recall. Um, but yes, it was a placenta abruption. So my placenta was breaking off, um, which caused me to go into like an early labor. And those cramps that I was feeling was me having contractions. And um, yeah, my body was just pretty much rejecting my placenta and put me into labor. How many weeks were you? Um, so when I got sent over to the university of Iowa, I was, Ooh, I was 26 and some days, 26 weeks and some days. And then I lasted there on bed rest for three days. And I had Liam at 27 weeks and two days. Okay. Do you remember how you felt like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) In the moments like of you bleeding and then being transferred and just like all of that. So I just remember, like, like I had said, I had been visiting the emergency room multiple times that week, would go in, get a stress test, make sure he looked okay. They'd send me on my way and be like, okay, if you're bleeding again, notice it, like massive amounts come back. And I was just terrified to even go to the bathroom ever. Um, But what I felt when like the initial, like, this is not good was I was actually working and I had gone to the bathroom. Brady was there. We had to drop something off and it was just like a huge gush. And I just started screaming and crying and they took me in and I think I was maybe there hmm, 15, 20 minutes when they finally were like, okay, we're going to ambulance you over to the university and we're basically giving me a pep talk. Like, this is the best place if you're going to have a premature. And I'm like, hold on. Like, I'm, I'm not about to have a baby. So I don't think it really hit me. I was in such like a daze. I think I thought like, no, like I'll be fine. Everything's good leading up to that. I would say. 
Mm-hmm. Kind of like in though. denial. Like, yeah, it was scary. Or like, and maybe like my, you didn't even really know. Cause I, I, I yeah, I had no idea. That. And my mom, like my mom is my best friend. And that was probably the scariest part is like, she couldn't be in any of this with mm-hmm. me. Like I had to have one person as you know, um, and Brady, he's a new dad. And like, we're like, he did not sign up for this. So we both right. were just terrified. It was just a lot at once to mm-hmm. try to like navigate through. Yeah. Yeah. So scary. I know it. Yeah. I'm sure so many people can relate to that too. Absolutely. Like kind of go back to those same feelings as yes. that day that yep. we were all there too. And like, so scary for your mom too. Like on the, on the flip side of support teams, there's just in COVID world and you can't be there for who you want to be there for. And I'm sure that, um, you know, the, the grandparents were, they were freaking out. I'm sure. I'm sure. My mom, I think my mom tried to sneak into the hospital about (laughs) 200 times and they're like, no, I could totally see Lori doing that. She so tried. So. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So you're at the U now and you're in the lovely antepartum of the U. What, what did your days look like leading up to Liam's birth? So, like I said, I lasted a whole three days. Um, but each day I probably visited the labor and delivery, um, at least twice because they thought he was coming um, in, in that moment, like, I didn't understand what that meant. Like why, what's the labor and delivery? Like, you're just going to like, check me out, make sure everything's good. No. Now looking back, I'm like, okay, I really like was that close to having him multiple times. Um, but yeah, so basically I visited there multiple times. Um, I, I was too scared to even like leave the bed. Uh, but me and Brady would walk around go try to go occupy ourselves and keep my mind off of the stress and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, three days, I think it felt like it was longer in the moment, but yeah. it went by really fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I've heard this part of the story a hundred times and it's still, Ugh. I still, I cannot wrap my mind around it. I know it is absolutely crazy. Um, so, kind of like me. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if Taylor was going to have a story about birth, this would be it. Right. Oh yeah. So, um, okay. So you're in any part back and forth, labor and delivery. When did you guys realize like it's go time? Like did something happened, you know, yeah. what did it look like? So I remember briefly like the leading up to it. Um, I think I was having like really, really bad contractions. Um, I was bleeding again. Brady was in there with me at this point. It was probably like 11, 11 or midnight. And they came in, gave me some strong meds to help with the contractions. Um, checked my cervix, see if I was dilated. And I was, I think I was maybe like a two or three or something like that. And they wanted me to go get some sleep and just keep them posted if anything happened. Um, so at that point I was like, okay, I feel good. Fell asleep. And I woke up, I think it was maybe two or 3 AM and it was bad. It was so bad. I could barely breathe. I was just crying and screaming and I didn't know what to expect anyway, having a baby like 
And that was not what I ever imagined. So it was a lot. (laughs) Um, And Brady ran and got the nurses and the doctors. Um, My bed was pretty much like covered in blood everywhere. So I knew something was not right. They came in. I don't think they even checked me. They got me in a wheelchair, took me to labor and delivery. Um, and rewind a little. Liam was breached, so they had planned to um have him via C-section, uh, because with the bleeding and everything, they didn't want to risk anything. Uh, so planning for C-section at this point, we're back there. <clears throat> um, I think we they were checking me again. Um, I don't even know what was happening. Oh, they were getting all scrubbed up and ready to go. And Brady was standing there with me. And for all you moms out there, I'm sorry, TMI. All of a sudden I felt just a bunch of water and I'm like, Oh my God, Brady, I think I peed my pants. Like what's (laughs) going on? And he looks and he's like, uh, your water just broke. Oh my God. I was freaking out. He ran out and told them they're all running in and Brady's running out to go call our parents at like 3 a.m. and tell them what's happening. Um, And I got rushed back there. And the crazy part of the story is, like I said, he was supposed to be breech. Well, me, uh, my water breaking and losing more blood. It went from C-section to emergency C-section. So they gave me the gas, all that good stuff. So I was like, not on this planet at that point. Um, and Brady came back and they told him, Hey, it's emergency C-section. You're not going to be able to go back. We'll let you know how things go. And I just remember he, his face was like (laughs) white as a ghost. Like, what does that even mean? So they took me back. Um, and then checked me again and I was all the way dilated. So my doctor told me basically, I'm going to save you a scar. She's like, let's just push. And I didn't know what that meant. I was like, I didn't take the classes. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) And I pushed and he came right out. So it was just nuts. He came out breach. He came out breach. Nope. He came out breach. So his feet were first. Yes. Or his, no, his head. I don't know. No, his feet were first. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And basically like, because I was all the way dilated, they're like, he's pretty much falling out of you at this point. Like just push, save you the stick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know. I make that joke sometimes and I don't feel like that's appropriate, (laughs) but literally he was two pounds. Um, so poor Brady, you know, first, first pregnancy, first delivery, he has this moment in his mind. He's thinking of where we get to do all the fun things after your baby comes out. Well, They run out and they're like, okay, she's pushing. You can go back in, comes in, misses the whole thing. But he does absolutely get to see my placenta being (laughs) rammed out of me. And he just was terrified. So that was kind of our (laughs) pregnancy or a birth story. Oh my gosh. Taylor, I still can't believe it. I know. It was nuts. And I forgot to add the best part. I was, I, I think I said this in the last one. I didn't really, we didn't plan accordingly, uh, because it was like rushed to the emergency room. So we had like two outfits to pick, pick from every day. Um, so Liam was born and I was wearing a Grinch t-shirt in like a size four X and it was just great. It was so good. Merry Christmas. (laughs) 
Oh, we'll have to post the picture so you all can see that. We really it's will. It's awesome. And so. I look like I'm like from outer space. So <laughs> it's great. Podcast is sponsored by hasslefree.com. Hasslefree has supported many NICU families in the Iowa City area. Hasslefree provides fundraising merchandise to help out families and organizations when in need of some extra funds. Let Hasslefree deal with all the hassle. You don't have to deal with orders, exchange of money, or delivery. That way you can focus on what is most important for you and your family. So, I mean, okay. Like the next question is like, how did you feel when he arrived? Like, I don't think anybody could imagine that being, I mean, we're, we're he's here and everything yeah. great, but like, oh my gosh. And then not like you're half drugged too, right? Like, yeah. Like, oh Yeah. Because you, you were know, expecting that, to be prepped for a C-section and you're pushing a baby out. So that was probably the hardest part. And even now, like hearing all my friends, family talk about their baby being born and remembering those moments. I don't remember any of it. Mm. Like, I don't even remember hearing him cry. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I never got like the skin to skin moment. I never got him. I do remember they had him touch my finger. I know that sounds crazy, but I no. do remember that or something about my finger, but I don't remember any of it. I just remember they rushed him as you know, over to get him intubated as fast as they could and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I don't remember any of it. I even remember after coming out of all of my medicine and stuff, like questioning Brady, if I was dreaming that, or if we really just had a baby. So oh, no. I know. So it was kind of like, that's kind of a sad thing to think about. I'm like, I don't even remember. We'll have so. to bring Brady on and have him <laughs> say the birth story from his point of view. Cause oh gosh, I'm sure he, that's just sad. That, that yeah. really isn't an unfortunate, but yes. Um, so, okay. So Liam's here. He's being attended to. Yep. Brady's back in the room. Saw some placenta come out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So when, how long was it after that, that you were recovered and able to go see him and, um, like, did Brady go with Liam, stay with you? How did that all, all work out? So I, and I, I think they probably gave David this option too. Maybe I'm wrong, but right away they gave him the option. Like, do you want to go with Taylor and be with her? Or would you like to go check on, we didn't have a name for him at that time, your baby. And, he, I think he didn't know like what I wanted him, but I was like, just go check, like, go check on him, make sure he's good. So he went and checked in on Liam. Um, and I went into the recovery room. I probably was in there for a good two to three hours. And then I got to go see him. Um, but yeah, Brady was very, very traumatized after seeing him. I remember him sending me a picture right away uh, because I wanted to see like what he looked like if he was doing okay. And I know this sounds crazy, but I wanted to know if he was alive and doing okay. Like that's scary to think that's your first thought after having a baby, but yeah. So he sent me the picture and I've shown you it and I know your picture too. It's just crazy to look back, but it literally was Liam like with a bag on top of him. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember seeing that and being like, is he okay? Like, is everything good? Yeah. It's that Ugh. that white plastic bag and everybody yes. who's had a NICU baby or seen one has seen yes. these pictures before, <clears throat> but literally maybe you don't like, I mean, I feel like I'd seen it before, but you don't 
think about it and then when you no. see it it's like is that a body bag like yeah exactly and it's just like I plastic see. to keep the baby warm and because they can't regulate their temperature but it it's a scary oh yeah a scary thing you're like why <laughs> did you just put my baby in a plastic bag <laughs> yeah it For was sure. very weird at first um so yeah that was our first initial thing right after okay so um so you're like wheeled into the NICU do you remember like the first thing you did or said or like how you acted or anything are you still drugged up Uh, at this point I think I was honestly I think I was still kind of drugged up um but I just remember looking at him I didn't want to touch him because neither of us had ever 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 known anybody with a premature baby seen a premature baby never have seen anything like this. Um, yep. I, we both didn't want to touch him. I think Brady was a little more like eager to be by him and like, this is our son. And mm-hmm. I think I was in kind of like a weird shock. Yeah. You know? No, I get, I totally get that. Yeah. Totally get that. And I think honestly, like our first time seeing him, like we stayed for a little bit, but then I just wanted to go back to the room and like kind of process what the heck just happened and go, as you know, go and pump my, uh, my yep. first pump. <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure that's what I did too. Yeah. It was something very similar to that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I know. It was like the worst. It really, <sighs> yeah, it was. <sighs> I was excited to pump, honestly. I don't know why. I re- well, you were? Yeah. Yeah, but you were but I, like, I'll wait till it's your turn to share, but you were like op- polar opposite, like feelings right after, I feel like. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Just wait. Stay tuned for me. <laughs> and I didn't even have any medicine and I was acting I like a crazy person. <laughs> I guess yeah. I did have mag. That would do it, maybe. See, I don't even remember if I had that. I don't even know what that is. I don't know if that's so. a thing for... Uh, I don't know. So many things. Being prepped for a C-section. Probably not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Podcast is sponsored by HassleFree.com. HassleFree has supported many NICU families in the Iowa City area. HassleFree provides fundraising merchandise to help out families and organizations when in need of some extra funds. Let HassleFree deal with all the hassle. You don't have to deal with orders, exchange of money, or delivery. That way you can focus on what is most important for you and your family. All right. All right. Now we're going to talk about Noah girl. Noah girl. <laughs> well, actually, Macy. Macy first. Because in order for Noah to come, we had to do something first. So <laughs> start off strong and let us know your story of how Noah came to came this to world. Be. Came to be. Well, I... um. Noah's actually our third daughter, third daughter, really wanted a boy. I will say that out loud because I really did. (laughs) We had just found out we were having a girl and I was a little bit in denial that I was having a girl. And then all these things happened and I was really pissed at myself for (laughs) being mad about it. Um, but Noah took us a while to get here. So we tried for over a year with her, um, and then finally got pregnant and um yeah so third girl just found out told our other two girls told our family and then sometime between then and 
17 weeks, my water broke. And, um, and like you said, kind of going backwards a little bit, I also bled during, um, the first, I don't, I feel like it was, it was before we knew if she was a a boy or girl. So I don't know, prior to 12 weeks, I would, I would guess. Um, I didn't get too worked up because this actually happened with Harper, uh, two or three, four times with her. And so I just kind of figured that's what happened. Went to the doctor, got checked out and sure enough, yeah, it was just a subchorionic hemorrhage and unexplained, but shouldn't hurt your baby. Shouldn't hurt your pregnancy. Kind of just keep on going. Okay. So that's what I did. And, um, it did, it went away. And I honestly, people ask me all the time, like, did you feel a gush? (laughs) Yeah, I really did not It was, I was just laying in bed one day, one night with the girls and I rolled over and I felt some wetness. I was like, Oh God, I think I just peed myself and didn't think much about it again and walked around for five or so days. And the same exact scenario happened. I was laying in bed with the girls, rolled over, felt it again. And I was like, okay, this is just too much too often. I need to go get this checked out. Um, so I was just talking to David and I was like, gosh, I wonder if I should go get this checked out. Like it's probably nothing. I'm always over here making things out of nothing. And he's like, no, you really should. So the next day I, I made an appointment and, um, yeah, sure enough, no fluid. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also June is pre P prom awareness. (laughs) Hey, Oh. Happy June. Happy Happy June. Happy P-Prom awareness week. There you go. So, I mean, that's, I can't even imagine that. How, how did you, I mean, you said you, that's kind of how you found out things weren't right leading up to that. Um, How far along were you? Did you say that? So when I went in for that ultrasound, I was 17 weeks, but, and so we typically say 17 weeks, but it was it was definitely prior to that. Um, I, it could have even been 15 weeks. I literally just, you know, that happened that first time and I didn't think anything of it again. And that kind of just left my mind. Yeah. Um, and I was having some like vaginal discharge of some sort, but I just kind of thought it was like normal pregnancy hormones. Yeah. Even though I've been pregnant three times, I still didn't know that well, something wasn't right. It's so crazy because your the bodies are just so different how things are on every mom. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you'll have to show or tell them how they can go look at your ultrasound differences. Because oh, I yeah, thought that was yeah. so interesting Same. to see that. Um, so how did you feel in the moment like when all of that news came well, I, I just remember being like in there and yeah. I, I'm a high risk pregnancy, so I'm getting ultrasounds pretty frequently. Yeah. And so, I mean, they've been monitoring very close. And so I didn't really, I honestly thought I'm overreacting. This is nothing. I wasn't even really worried walking into the ultrasound. And I just remember like laying there and the ultrasound tech just like fumbling around oh and like gosh. couldn't form words. And I was like, what? the hell is going on and I was confused because I looked up there and I've seen a lot of ultrasounds in my life and I saw the heartbeat like you can see that little flicker and yeah there was a heartbeat there but she was still acting so freaking weird and I was like yeah is everything okay and she's like oh there's just not a lot of fluid and I was like 
okay, what does that like? What does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. And he was like, should I call my husband? And she's like, yeah, I would. And I'm at a clinic that's not my normal OBGYN. I um, usually go downtown Des Moines and I was actually uh, seen in Ankeny here. And so it wasn't my normal clinic. It wasn't my normal doctor and um, definitely not a normal ultrasound tech. But so I get put in a room. I wait for David. David comes and I like told him like, I don't know what's going on, but they said I don't have very much fluid. So, um, we, what we did know, our prior knowledge is that our water broke prematurely with Blakely, but it was at 37 weeks. So I don't, I think it's, I can't remember 36 or seven, 37 is considered P prom, but, um, we were told with her that we had to get her out within 24 hours in case of infection. So I thought in my mind, when the doctor said your water broke, that like they were going to make, make me deliver her. And um, I knew she would be much too little to survive. So um, the doctor actually did a really good job. I mean, it's an impossible situation for them to tell a parent like, this is what's happening. But never once did any doctor say like, your baby's going to die. Your baby's not going to make it. You're going to, you know, all these things. Um, and, and she was concerned and she was a little freaked out. She ended up calling our high risk doctor downtown Des Moines, chatting with her and then, um, had an appointment for it. So this was Friday and they made an appointment for me on Monday if I were to still be pregnant. So armed me with a lot of information as far as like, this is like early signs of labor or infection, what you have to take your temperature a lot, things like that. So, um, yeah, we left the clinic and just basically like watch these signs and hopefully you stay pregnant. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So how long did it take for you guys to get transferred or yeah. What were like your next steps? So the next step was we wanted to tell our family. Um, so we went back home and told our parents, um, and, and my brothers and sisters and David's brothers and sisters, uh, just to give them a heads up that like, Hey, I might go into labor at any point. And, um, a, a viable birth in Des Moines is not until 24 weeks. So she'd have to make it from, it was 17 weeks that day to 24. And, um, you know, our plan was just to kind of make it through the weekend. We went to the high risk doctor on Monday. She did another ultrasound, measured the fluid, and then we got to consult with her and she's unbelievable. Shout out Dr. Drake. Um, she is a high risk doc that I've had since Blakely. And, um, she basically said, you know what, you've stayed pregnant this long. You can really make it a really long time. And she gave me just the amount of hope and and really inspiration that we needed. And that's, you know, what we did. We, I stopped going to work. I worked from home, didn't pick up the kids, did minimal, like didn't go to the grocery store, didn't walk around, things like that, just to be inactive as to help keep me pregnant as long as possible. I think I had an appointment with her weekly and really the plan was to deliver at blank at 23 and a half weeks or something, or check into blank, I should say, um, at at Methodist downtown Des Moines. And that was really, I didn't think about doing anything else until we started telling our friends. And I think David, well, I think originally we made like a, a letter and sent a 
text to a bunch of people, our close yeah. friends and family. And um, someone in my inner circle was like, hey, I don't mean to like step on your toes, but you need to get to Iowa City as soon as possible. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't even, I mean, they told us about Iowa City, but I didn't, I, I'm like, I don't want to go two hours away yeah. from my family and it's COVID. And so then as we were researching it, we realized, like you said, that it's a level four NICU and um, their success rate of little babies is very high and blinks is not as um, high level. And we really just got to thinking that that's probably what we should do. And the other part is like, oh yeah, it's COVID. So regardless of I'm in Des Moines or in Iowa city, I'm still not going to be able to see my family. So yeah. um, we made an, an appointment in Iowa city and got in. This podcast is sponsored by hasslefree.com. Hasslefree has supported many NICU families in the Iowa City area. Hasslefree provides fundraising merchandise to help out families and organizations when in need of some extra funds. Let Hasslefree deal with all the hassle. You don't have to deal with orders, exchange of money, or delivery. That way you can focus on what is most important for you and your family. He was awesome, talked us through the whole process, and um, we just knew right away that's where we needed to be. So they were basically like, yep, we'll see you back here in a week. <laughs> and oh, that's yeah. when it got really real for us. We basically had a week to put our lives together to get things figured out for David to parent independently for um, the foreseeable future. And also like me, just not really getting to see my kids. And that was very hard too, but it was the right choice and exactly what we needed to do. Yeah. Um, okay. So how long were you there before Noah arrived? Do you remember? Yeah. So I was, so I checked in Halloween day. I'll never forget. Um, <laughs> the Hawks were actually playing and it was COVID. So there was nobody around, which was really strange. Yeah. I've been around a lot of division one football games and just eerie during COVID thing uh -huh. that, that was happening. Anyway, I just remember that COVID yeah. Hawk football game checked in. Um, and I was there for four weeks, almost four weeks, I think, but yeah, pretty. Uh, the first day was pretty darn intense. Was <laughs> Did it? Did you get the shot? The the, the steroid? Um, is that what it is? I don't know. For the I lungs? honestly don't know. Um, I think so. The baby lung shot. I think I, so. I don't know what it's called. I'm sure you I, did. Yeah, I think so. So I got that, and then in a, had to be on antibiotics for a week. I think. My goodness. And um, it was awful. I got like really sick and. I'm glad David was there during that first couple of days because whew, it was not what I was thinking. I thought, hey, I'm checking into this hospital and just going to hang out until baby comes. Oh, my goodness. Boy, was so, I wrong. So, okay. I know you said David was there. Like, your four weeks being there, what did it mm -hmm. look like? for him like was he there with you how often he just you... so he just came during the weekends so oh during the week goodness. I was there all yeah by myself so in the chance and you know if I were to go into labor the plan was that I would just have to call and he'd have to to come so. was that terrifying you know when it got so as we got closer to Thanksgiving and Noah was born the day before Thanksgiving COVID was really ramping up yeah and they were starting to like shut things down again and they told me like the week that Noah came that 
no that David wasn't going to be able to come in unless I was like went into labor and I was like what are you kidding me yeah (laughs) and I like threw a fit and I ended up getting my way but (laughs) um that's good yeah crazy yeah but it it was like it was you know it was the week leading up to it and it I was not doing well anyway so I feel like that they there we're like okay yeah you're in and out of labor and delivery at this point he can come in yeah holy smokes so noah was born on so noah was born arrived the day before thanksgiving on november 25th 2020 freaking year anyway (laughs) gosh she was due in march of 2021 oh my gosh much better year for her to be born but anyway um yeah she came and she came normal like so i always talk about my three girls and their deliveries being so similar it's Uh crazy how how similar they were all three of them were um back labor for all of them epidural chilled and easy pushing and um all you know all of them came very easily so i luckily i was that way and david did make it for no okay his delivery (laughs) but i'm sure was it like a rushed thing or was he there leading up to it no well I was in labor and delivery the day before and I knew I wasn't having her but I was like I better calm like I'm over here right like if something crazy comes along so he ended up getting there right as I was getting pushed back to my room and um I was like, oh, sorry, you made the trip. And I just figured he'd probably just stay the night. But he's like, you know, I better. He had already had David, his parents coming to get the girls that after daycare. So they were just going to stay at um, their house. So he ended up going back that night. And um, at like three in the morning, I think I called him. I was like, hey, you might want to come back to Iowa City. Like, I know you just got home, but um, there's definitely a baby coming. Oh, my God. And um, actually, he did not answer the phone call for like a good 15 minutes as I call repeatedly. I was I freaking was, out. Yeah, I was freaking out. I called the neighbor. I was like, you're going to have to go wake him up. And then mm. he ended up calling. But and so he arrived at like, I think, seven o'clock and she came at eight or something like like. Whatever it was, it was like an hour before. Okay. Perfect timing. So uh, what were your guys's, well, what was your feelings when she arrived? Yeah. So, um, I never saw her one time. Yeah. Um, they took her over to do their thing with the NICU team. And I know David went over there and kind of just like took some blind pictures from above and then one of the nurses was like, do you want to see the baby before they take her away? And the, um, the NICU doctor, she's like, she's not stable. We have to go. It was Pearl. If you know Pearl. Oh, hey, Pearl. Hey, Pearl. And <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Well, bye. And yeah, so I never got to see her. Then David went and saw her, brought back some pictures. I was like, oh, she looks great. And like, she her color was good and from a picture you can't tell how freaking small they are so in my mind my baby's a rock star one and a half pound rock star (laughs) well and remember this is where i said our stories were a little different you were like okay you guys let us know 
was on this freaking high. And I had the same similar one with the other two girls, but this was like a high to no end. Like I was floating in the clouds. Like (laughs) I, as soon as I delivered, I wanted to get up and walk around and they're like, no, you need to like sit down and like rest. And I was like, okay, like I'm good. I promise you. And a little bit as I didn't, I think I was actually so sick. Like I didn't feel good while I was pregnant the whole, like the whole time I was there. I mean, I was on medicine and bleeding and just not feeling well. And then I wasn't pregnant anymore and I felt like a million bucks, but I also had this high that I went back to my room and I um, did my hair, straightened my hair. I put makeup on and I'm just like dancing around. I'm so excited. And then um, I remember this doctor came in and they're like asking us to do this study on her because she was so small and so early. And I'm like, yeah, sure. We don't care. And then like she started talking about how sick Noah really was. And it like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, oh, shit. Like I'm putting makeup on and straightening my hair. My baby's literally fighting for her life in the other room. And I hadn't. Like it never even dawned on me. Like, what the hell, Macy? Duh. So yeah, yeah it was it was a weird high, but I I, I came down pretty yeah. quickly after that. <laughs> One thing though that I remember you telling me that I thought was like a cool thing that your family did because this was during COVID, so like you couldn't have guests, right? So was this the day of Noah being born, Thanksgiving Day? You guys like tailgated in the. Yeah, it was not the next, tailgated, but it yeah. was the next day. Yeah, um, which it's cool, but at the same time, like I, I think I just wanted to see my girls yeah. on Thanksgiving, and so that part was good. But like, we just didn't do much. Like, yeah, we popped a tent up and had Hy-Vee catered and stuff like that. And I just remember like getting out there, and I was fine. But then I like halfway through, I'm like, oh, I am overdoing it. Like. Yeah. I could just like feel blood gushing. Oh and, no. Like, yeah, it was bad. Um, but it was it was pretty cool. Like we got to hang out see for a little family. bit, yep. see my kids, and um we were literally in the hospital parking ramp, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome though. It was fall. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so you were like on cloud nine and then it kind of crumbled a little once you realized how real it got. Um mm-hmm. What was like your first initial thought when you first saw her for the first time? When I say that I lost my ever loving mind, <laughs> this, I think it's that, that combination of like coming down from a high, like, I, I don't really know how else to explain it, but like, I couldn't form words. I looked at her and I couldn't stop crying oh. and I was a complete disaster. And, um, we went in there several hours later and, um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of people or a lot of things going on. And we had the opportunity to take some pictures and, um, she was under this, like, plastic wrap (laughs) like I know that it sounds weird but it's literally kitchen saran wrap that they have over her bed and not in like an incubator because she's she was too fragile they needed like be able to get their hands on her so they keep her warm by using this plastic wrap and so they peeled back this plastic wrap and there's this itty bitty little tiny baby there and I just like couldn't even look at her David's over there like touching her and taking pictures and 
and doing a good, he's doing a good job of like yeah. holding me up also, but like just the difference between how he like perceived it and how I did was just very different. And we, similar to you, we went away pretty quickly, went to go pump, gain my bearings. <laughs> and then I, we had come back later in the afternoon and it was like freaking worse. Like there were, she was having a rough time. There's a million doctors in there. They're bagging her and we're sitting in the corner like, what the absolute hell is going on? And we're, we don't know if this is normal. We don't know if she's dying. Like, we have no idea what's going on. Um, I mean, now we know. Yeah. <laughs> in hindsight that it wasn't a good thing. Yeah. Um, I have this video that I use in a lot of TikToks, but it's like a doctor standing around and that's like, you know, she's. 12 hours old or whatever but in the corner you can see David rubbing his leg in like this nervous way oh and I and I see gosh. it every time and I think oh my god like he was being so strong for me because yeah. I was not in a good space but um he was equally as confused and and scared as I was oh man gosh like I could just like that just gave me like PTSD <laughs> you talking about that oh my goodness yeah. um so, I mean, that kind of answers my next question, but do you guys remember like what you first said to each other when you first saw her or what was the conversation like, or was it kind of just quiet? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't, I just bawled. Like I, yeah. I, like I said, I could not form words and David kept saying, it's okay. Look at her. She's beautiful. She's fine. Like trying to like get me to stop crying probably yeah poor katie miller she had to deal with my ass the first day <laughs> <She's> <laughs> like, oh, that's probably why i never had her ever again just the first day <laughs> you scarred her you scarred her sorry katie miller out there <laughs> oh god oh holy smoke so that is the story of miss noah girl in never ending journey with her. <laughs> and you know, I hope it's stories that we never let them forget because yeah. That's a that's a good topic for another episode of yeah. like how we're going to explain to them when they're older and understand. Oh, yeah. Like how awesome one they are and how much yeah. they had to come overcome but like too how much hell they put us through. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Oh, they're little turkeys. They really are. It's so crazy. Cool, they are. It's crazy <laughs> to think about like, I mean, us just reliving that to think about that verse, how far they've come. It's like, holy smokes. Like they're mm -hmm. completely different yeah. babies. Oh yeah. We took Noah to the grocery store for the first time tonight. Not funny. That, she sat good? in a freaking store cart like any normal yeah, baby yeah. and just loved the whole oh, thing she I'm thought sure. it was awesome I bet she that's awesome. so cute yeah okay well that's all the what do we say mama drama we have for that's today all the mama drama we got for you tonight <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed our episode of our birth story if you like what you've heard please subscribe like us and share on your social and come back for some more Real Mamas of the NICU podcast. You heard it there. Thank you for listening to the Real Mamas of the NICU podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and come back to listen for more. Please help us spread the word by leaving a positive review 
and taking a picture and posting it to your social.